Hey, how's it going? It's, ready for this, Tuesday, 2-22-2022. Yes, that's right, it's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. I, it was going to be just a normal day. But something happened, and it was big. Now, comrade, much of today's report... Guess what it's going to be about? Yeah, that's right. Russia, Ukraine tensions, and the entire world. The entire world. I mean, uh, the whole world is against Russia. I mean, people are angry. <clears throat> PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please bring someone with you if you can. Um, maybe today or tomorrow. Uh, this this one is actually, uh, you're going to like this report. It has some Russian history in it. Uh, we're going to explain some things. We're going to explain everything going on. I, I, the length of my normal uh, podcast is... Uh, is all going to be about Russia. And then we're going to have a couple other uh, news stories uh, uh, along with that. I, I left a lot of stuff out today because Russia has taken up so much. Uh, tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on Twitter. For now, Nord Stream 2 is dead. Just for now. Uh, uh, Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin uh, yesterday formally recognized Donetsk and Luhansk, uh, two self-proclaimed people's republics in eastern Ukraine, as independent, a move opposed by the leadership of Ukraine and Western powers. And as you'll hear, the entire world is against this. I mean, basically, he's just he just said, okay. You know, there's been fighting in there since 2014. Eh, let's, let's make it a different country. That's basically what he's saying. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. These are, <clears throat> those parts, where Russian-backed separatists have been fighting Ukraine within Ukraine's borders. Putin said Ukraine was always part of uh, Russia, and we discussed the actual history last month. Uh, Putin's take is complete revisionist history. Uh, uh, before around the 10th century, there were, there were no defined borders. It, uh, uh, there was uh, uh, these, this people and that people, and they were moving around. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Um, it was acquired by the Kievan Rust, uh, Kievan Rust, becoming part of what is modern-day uh, Ukraine uh, in the medieval period, but was then conquered by the Golden Horde, Kanata, and the Ottoman Empire. The term Kievan Rus was coined in the 19th century in Russian historiography uh, to refer the, to the period when uh, the center of all of this was Kiev. Kievan Rus is what Kiev is named for. And Belarus and Russia are named for Rus, the part of Kievan Rush word. This means the seat of power for Russia was Kiev, Ukraine, 
And if anything, Russia is part of Ukraine. In no way could Ukraine ever be part of Russia because it came from Ukraine. That would be like California taking the rest of the United States and saying, oh, you know what? You were part of California anyway. (laughs) What is now Ukraine was a contested region of shifting borders for centuries that did not come completely under Moscow's rule until late in the 18th century during the reign of Catherine the Great. A a deal brokered. I, I think it was like late 17th century, like 1774 or something. It was, it was right around um, the, the, uh, uh, when the U.S. Uh, came, uh, came to being. It was around 1774, I think. And even then, the Russian Empire was never able to swallow it easily or completely. I mean, p- still people said, oh, I'm not part of Russia. Uh, you people just go away. Uh, <clears throat> Russia was actually created after Ukraine, by Ukraine, after they fled the Ottoman Empire, okay? There is no way Russia can claim Ukraine, <laughs> in other words. Um, so, let's just say this. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with uh, uh, just over the border in Mexico. What is that? What is that? Uh, uh, it doesn't matter, whatever it is. A lot of Americans just over the border in Mexico, south of San Diego, Tijuana, Tijuana. So, th- since there's a lot of Americans there, that would be like the U.S. going to Mexico and say, hey, you know what, there's a lot of Americans here. I'm going to send in peacekeeping troops because uh, you, you're having trouble with your... your uh, um, uh, with drugs over there, and I want to protect the people of America. I'm going to send in troops, and we're going to claim this as a separate country from Mexico. That's exactly what just happened, uh, what Putin just did. That's exactly what he just did. He's just, it's the same thing if the United States went into Mexico and claimed Tijuana as a separate entity from Mexico. You can't do that. That's ridiculous. Anyway, so now the Russian-backed separatists are the reason Russia is rolling its troops into Ukraine. Putin claims those lands are a separate region, and he's claiming that's why he has the power to move troops in as peacekeeping troops. Since the... Isn't that an oxymoron? Peacekeeping troops? (laughs) Since the region has been a debate by Russia since 2014, Russia is saying it is not an invasion. We're just trying to keep the peace. That's all. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Pay no attention. I am the great and powerful Oz. (laughs) The U.S. must now say it's an invasion, but they have not. This is insane. The reason the U.S. has not said it's an invasion is because they want to fix it with words. I strongly disagree with Biden and would have much have a much harder line on this. There is now footage of Russian troops entering those areas of Ukraine. Now, sanctions are starting to fly. The U.K. House of Commons said under Prime Minister uh, 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 Boris Johnson that sanctions would target uh, Russia, IS Bank, General Bank, 
prompt Seethas Bank and the Black Sea Bank. The measures would also sanction three very high net worth individuals, Genady uh, Timchenko, Boris Rottenberg, and Igor Rottenberg. Johnson said the individuals concerned will see their UK assets frozen and be banned from traveling to the country. All UK individuals and, and entities will also be barred from having dealings with them. Uh, and, and it's not just the UK that's banning these people. It's also uh, the EU. Johnson said, this is the first tranche, the first barrage of what we are prepared to do, and we hold further sanctions sanctions at the readiness to be deployed alongside the United States and the European Union if the situation escalates still further. Johnson said Putin had flagrantly violated international law by formally recognizing Luhansk and Donetsk as independent states. Still, Many in the UK say the Prime Minister and the House of Commons have done nothing that could really hurt Russia because the UK is a haven for money from Russian oligarchs, not just the three the involve, uh, the, uh, that they invoke sanctions on. <clears throat> Johnson told broadcasters that the, uh, this would be just the first barrage of UK economic sanctions against Russia because we expect, I'm afraid, this is a quote from him, we expect, I'm afraid, that there is more Russian irrational behavior to come. I'm afraid all the evidence is that President Putin is in, indeed bent on a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, the overrunning, the subjugation of an independent, sovereign European country. And I think, let's be absolutely clear, that would be absolutely catastrophic. Meanwhile, and this is big, Germany halted the, the certification of, of the uh, Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline designed to bring natural gas from Russia directly to Europe. And Russia, above all, wanted to keep the pipeline uh, out of this. If you remember, Germany was not sure what they would do, but did it anyway. They, set, they, they did the right thing, even though they only sent helmets over to uh uh, to Ukraine to help them, uh, their army. That's and and a little bit of aid. They did nothing really. But halting the UK, uh, the um, the Nord Stream two pri- uh, pipeline is huge. In the EU, they are working on sanctions. European U- Union foreign ministers are meeting today to decide what sanctions to impose over Russia's decision to recognize those two separatist regions in the southeast Ukraine. EU foreign policy chief. Joseph Borrell said that the aim is not to impose the whole range of sanctions that the EU has prepared should Russia invade Ukraine, but rather to address the recognition of the Donetsk and the Luhansk as independent. But while this is happening, an actual invasion is happening in those regions under the guise of peacekeeping, in those regions that are part of Ukraine. I don't care that they claim that they are separate from Ukraine, but they're, they're not. Asked whether, dropping, I got so many papers here. Uh, where was I? Uh, <laughs> uh, where, uh, here we go. Dropped my papers right out of my hand and I had to find... Uh, 
Meeting today to decide the sanctions to impose over Russia's decision to recognize those two separatist regions, uh, Southeast UN. Uh, EU foreign policy chief uh, Joseph Borrell said they impose. Oh, yeah, here we go. Asked whether uh, Russians' decision to send peacekeepers in already uh, amounts to an invasion. Borrell said, I would say that's a fully fledged invasion, but Russian troops uh, are, are on Ukrainian uh, soil, I, which I don't really understand. I mean, what the hell is going on here? This is happening. An actual invasion is happening in those regions under the guise of peacekeeping. And and asked whether Russians' decision to send peacekeepers in already amounts uh, uh, to an invasion, Borrell said, I wouldn't say that's a fully-fledged invasion, but Russian troops are on Ukrainian soil. Then what is it? Come on! Didier. uh, Didier uh, Renders. The European Commissioner for Justice said the 27-nation bloc is ready to implement sanctions against Russia. Speaking to uh, Belgian broadcaster RTBF, uh, Renders uh, said a unanimous accord from EU member countries is needed for new sanctions to be imposed. He said the anticipated measure would evolve gradually depending on Russian actions. The first types would be travel bans against individuals and sanctions against economic entities via the seizing of assets in Europe and abroad. In addition, Renders said it will be necessary to ensure that there are no more imports of goods or services from Russia, such as energy, and that Russia's global access to financial services is terminated. Denmark Foreign Minister Jeb Kafad called the Russian move harmful and said the Scandinavian nation urged Moscow to stop its breach of international law. Finland, President Sali Ninisto said the country would respond in unison with the European Union, of which it is a member. Non-EU member Norway said Russian decision directly contradicts the spirit and the letter of the Minsk agreements, which we've talked about numerous times. Even Singapore weighed in. Singapore said it is gravely concerned about the escalation of tensions on the border between Ukraine and Russia and the Russian decision to recognize those two breakaway Ukrainian regions. The foreign ministry said in a statement, the sovereignty, independence, and territorial integrity of Ukraine must be respected. Greece strongly condemned Moscow's recognition of the two separatist republics in Ukraine as the country's Prime Minister, uh, Kyriakos Mitsotakis, called an emergency meeting of top government defense and foreign policy officials to discuss the crisis. A foreign ministry statement said Russia's recognition of uh, the illegal and unilateral declaration of independence of the separatist territories of Donetsk and Luhansk in Ukraine is a clear violation of fundamental principles of international law, Ukraine's territorial integrity, and the Minsk agreement. Now, now I should mention, uh, during Greece's range and during the Roman Empire's range, all of Ukraine was part of them, too. So, So if anybody has a claim, it would be them, right? Before it would be Russia. This is insane. We have repeatedly 
Uh, this is still uh, uh, Greece. We have repeatedly stressed that Greece is in favor of respect for territorial integrity, sovereignty, and independence of all states and condemns any decision that is contrary to these fundamental principles of international law. NATO member Greece has traditionally friendly ties with Russia, and there was a time when the region was part of the Greek and Roman Empire. Ukraine's UN ambassador, Sergei Kislytsaya, told in uh, an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council yesterday that Ukraine called the rare evening session to protest and condemn Putin's illegal and illegitimate decision to recognize the Donetsk and Luhansk regions in violation of Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. He said Ukraine's borders will remain unchangeable regardless of any statements and actions by the Russian Federation. He said Russia's Occupation of Donetsk and Luhansk ruined negotiating frameworks and may be considered as Russia's unilateral withdrawal from the Minsk agreements aimed at restoring peace to eastern Ukraine. Kislysia said, oh, man, that's a tough name to uh, to read. Kis, Kislysia said, we are committed to a political diplomatic settlement and do not succumb to provocations. While Ukraine has the right to self-defense, he said, we are committed to a peaceful and diplomatic path and we will stay firmly on it. We are on our land. We are not afraid of anything or anyone. We owe nothing to, to anyone and we will not give away anything to anyone. Strong words from, uh, uh, from Ukraine. A Turkish now, Turkey, a Turkish foreign ministry statement early, uh, early today said, we find this decision by Russia unacceptable and rejected. We emphasize our commitment to the preservation of Ukraine's political unity and territorial integrity and call on all parties to use common sense and comply with international law. NATO member, uh, Turkey is a NATO member, and it has close relations with both Ukraine and Russia and had repeatedly offered to mediate to end the tensions. South Korea foreign ministry says it has grave concerns over the Ukraine crisis and called for related nations to respect the Minsk agreement while finding a diplomatic solution. Japan prime minister Fumio Kishida just took over as prime minister, if you remember, criticized Russia for violating Ukrainian sovereignty and territorial integrity and said his country will discuss possible severe actions, including sanctions with the international community. Kishida was also responding to Russian President, uh, President Putin's signing yesterday of the, dec the decree recognizing the independence of the two separatist regions in eastern Ukraine, ordering his troops to maintain peace in those areas. Putin's announcement raised fears of an imminent invasion. Those actions are, un uh, this is uh, Kishida. Those actions are unacceptable and we express our strong condemnation. Uh, Kishida told reporters, Japan is watching the development with grave concern. Separately, Foreign Minister Yoshimasa Hayashi said it was important that G7 nations that share values such as democracy and rule of law stick together and lead the international community. 
New Zealand Foreign Minister Nanaya Mahuda said there was no basis under international law for recognizing the separatist regions and that by doing so, Russia was further undermining Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Uh, Mahuda said in a statement, we are concerned that this is a calculated act by President Putin to create a pretext for invasion, which would be a clear act of aggression. We again call for urgent diplomatic efforts to find a peaceful resolution. <clears throat> Australia Prime Minister Scott Morrison said Russia should unconditionally withdraw from Ukrainian territory and cease to threaten its neighbors. Morrison at a news conference today in Australia's Tasmania state said Russia's actions were unacceptable. It's unprovoked. It's unwarranted. He said it is important that like-minded countries who denounce this sort of behavior do stick together. And I assure you that the moment that other countries put in Ugh, so many papers. Put in place strong and severe sanctions on Russia. We will be in lockstep with them. The issue is, okay, Ukraine can't defend its ter own territory unless the EU and U.S. get off the fence and call this a Ukraine invasion. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations has dismissed as nonsense Russian President Putin's announcement that he is putting Russian troops in separatist areas of eastern Ukraine as peacekeepers saying their presence is clearly the basis for Russia's attempt to create a pretext for further invasion of Ukraine. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield told an emergency meeting, uh, that, that emergency meeting of the U.N. Security Council, uh, last night, that this move and Putin's earlier announcement that Russia will recognize the separatist areas as independent states are also an unprovoked attack on Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. She said, by his actions, Putin has torn the Minsk agreement to shred. The ambassador said Putin has put before the world a choice and it must not look away because history tells us that looking the other way in the face of such hostility will be a far more costly path. Of course, that is a direct comparison to Hitler. She said, I, I mean, she didn't say it was a direct, I'm saying that. She said, Putin is testing to see how far he can push us all and all countries must stand up for the sovereignty independence, and territorial integrity of all countries. Um, the ambassador, Thomas Greenfield, warned that the consequences of Russia's actions will be dire across Ukraine, across Europe, and across the globe. But the U.S. is still holding back severe sanctions, claiming that the line is on this side of the separatist region. This is very wrong. Deputy National Security Advisor John Finer said during an appearance on MSNBC, the Biden administration will impose additional sanctions on Russia in the coming hours, but he made clear that harsher penalties are likely to be held back in order to deter Moscow from ordering troops deeper into Ukraine. That's wrong. What do you mean deeper? They are already in Ukraine. This is part of Ukraine. 
They were already Russian-backed separatists. Now they're sending troops. They're going into Ukraine. What are you doing sitting on your goddamn hands? But what does China have to say? And this is interesting. And I guarantee you, there is no news organization on this planet that is going to say what I'm going to say right now. China has called, I mean this part they're going to say, China has called for restraint and has encouraged every effort to find a diplomatic solution to the Ukraine crisis, saying Beijing believes all countries should solve disputes by peaceful means in line with the UN Charter. Charter. China's UN ambassador Zhang Jun called on the key parties in the Ukraine dispute to continue dialogue and consultation and seek reasonable solutions. Now, this is the interesting part. The Chinese ambassador made no mention of actions yesterday by its, uh, you know, the usual ally, Russia, saying only that all parties concerned must exercise restraint and avoid any action that may fuel tensions and to welcome and encourage every effort for diplomatic solution. But the Chinese embassy... Chinese state media is reporting that the China's, that China's embassy in Kiev notified its citizens in Ukraine to heighten their safety awareness and avoid the conflict areas. Okay, now I want you to put on your, your hat here, your critical thinking hat. Now, China did not claim Russia was wrong for claiming those eastern regions were autonomous. However... If the Chinese embassy in Kiev is telling its citizens to avoid those areas, doesn't that mean that China recognized those areas as Ukrainian? Right? Because anybody in Ukraine that China is watching over are being told to stay out of those areas. If they were separate, they wouldn't be allowed to go to them anyway. You understand? I guarantee there is not one single news agency on this planet that has the brains to recognize that in uh, China's statement, right? Now you know. If you've listened to me from the beginning, you know I have a solution. I always have a solution, and, and, and it's the same solution I offered a couple of months ago. What should happen? And what would nip this in the bud immediately is that NATO should start the process of recognizing Ukraine as part of NATO, including the areas with separatists within its borders. Tell Russia that they will stop the process for now if Russia withdraws. So start the process. Say, okay, we're going to start recognizing Ukraine as part of NATO. And then Russia's going to get pissed off. And then you say, oh, if you don't want us to start this process, I mean, you're forcing our hand to start this process. If you don't want us to start this process, you will immediately remove yourself from eastern Ukraine and Crimea. And when I say immediately, that means no more helping the Russian separatists. No more aid. Absolutely no more aid. If you do that, we will stop the process for now. Even China 
recognizes Ukraine's borders. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. 27 minutes for the opening story. That's a record for me. (laughs) Okay, now let's talk about the uh, tightening noose around that bright orange neck, if we can. The Supreme Court said today that it will not take up Trump's case challenging the disclosure of his White House documents to the House January 6th investigation of the insurrection. The court had previously rejected Trump's emergency request to block the National Archives from turning over materials while the court considered whether to take up the case. And they just said, eh, we're not taking it up. Uh, The documents Trump was trying to block in court are already in the hands of the House Select Committee investigating January 6th. The decision which included no further explanation of why the court was not taking up the case, means that the lower court decision approving the release of the documents will stand. Another loss for Trump. While, the Trump, uh, while Trump maintains he, he can assert executive privilege over some records to keep them secret, more are set to be turned over to the House next week. So the, the Supreme Court was clear that he can, ex- he can assert... Uh, uh, that we don't know if we haven't met. The court has not decided whether he can assert executive privilege. What they have decided is that the current president can deny that as executive privilege. That the current president holds power over the, the previous president. The case that was before the Supreme Court dealt with a specific set of documents being sought by the committee, meaning that Trump could still challenge other attempts to get information about his presidency that he wants to to stay secret. And then Biden would look at that and say, no, sorry, we want to see this. <clears throat> Moving on. Hate crime charges have been decided in the Ahmad Arbery murder trial. The three men convicted of murdering Ahmad Arbery have been found guilty in a federal hate crimes trial. Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor William Bryant were all convicted of felony murder and other charges in November. The jury was made up of eight white people, three black people, and one Hispanic person. You and I talked about how before the beginning of their second trial, the McMichaels tried to enter a plea deal, which would have allowed them to serve time in federal rather than state prison. However, the judge rejected the deal after Aubrey's parents opposed it, prompting the McMichaels to, uh, McMichaels to withdraw their pleas and sent the case to trial. During the trial, Their defense attorney said they did not commit a hate crime, arguing that they did not target Arbery because he was black, but simply uh, uh, used their authority to chase him because they suspected he was committing crimes in the neighborhood. However, an FBI witness testified in court last week that records from Travis McMichael's and Brian's phones revealed that uh, repeated use of racial slurs uh, Travis McMichael also allegedly advocated violence against black people while Brian exchanged racist, racist messages on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Gregory McMichael's phone was encrypted, but the witness alleged that he posted uh, that uh, McMichael had posted a meme on Facebook in 2016 saying white Irish slaves were treated far worse than any race in the U.S., but that the Irish aren't asking for handouts. I'm going to call BS on that. Uh, Their defense attorneys argued such comments were not proof of a hate crime. 
Yeah, right. Uh, the jury also found uh, father and son uh, Greg and uh, Travis McMichael and neighbor William Roddy Bryan guilty of attempted kidnapping and the McMichaels guilty of the use of a firearm in the commission of a violent crime. The, dur- the jury delivered its verdict. This is one day before the second anniversary of Arbery's death on February 23rd. Tomorrow is the second anniversary of Ahmad Arbery's death. For the federal convictions, the three men could now receive up to another life in prison and steep fines on top of the life sentences they received for their previous murder convictions. Moving on. More winter storms. Yeah, they're coming. Uh, this morning, parts of 41 states were under some kind of weather alert ahead of a, a dual uh, storm systems that will produce everything from snow and ice to flooding, rain, isolated tornadoes, wind, windy conditions. Locations from Dallas to Chicago to Boston were forecast to experience long periods of winter, wintry weather. The blast of Arctic cold is also expected to be the longest duration cold outbreak of the winter season so far. This is more weather extremes associated with global warming. Remember, more melting, more moisture in the atmosphere, more moisture in the ocean causes more moisture in the atmosphere, which causes more melting, which causes more moisture in the atmosphere, which causes more moisture in the ocean. And and the loop goes on and on and on. Uh, The first storm will affect the Midwest and Mississippi Valley to New England through tomorrow. Uh, this storm system will produce heavy snow and wind on the northern side across the upper Midwest and, Midwest and Great Lakes and severe thunder, thunderstorms and flooding uh, rainfall on the southern side across the Mississippi, Ohio, and Tennessee Valley uh, to the southeast. By tonight, a wintry mix of snow, sleet, and freezing rain will move into parts of New England. Snow today will be heaviest across parts of Minnesota as well as northern Wisconsin and northern Michigan. Additional snowfall of up to six inches will be possible, bringing storms, uh, uh, storm totals of one to two feet in some areas. The greatest risk for flooding will be across western Kentucky and northern Alabama. Nearly 100 river gauges were also expected to rise into, uh, uh, into minor to major flood stage with the highest concentration along the Ohio River. The greatest risk will be damaging winds up to 75 miles per hour, followed by isolated tornadoes. Cities to watch include Memphis and Nashville and Tennessee and Louisville and Kentucky for the uh, for those tornadoes and the winds and, of course, the rain and, and everything else. The second storm has already started in the west. Tomorrow, snow, snow will fall over the central Rockies. An icy mist breaks out across parts of the Southern Plains. Thursday, more heavy rain and strong thunderstorms will be possible across the South, while snow and icy mists mists, uh, spread across the Midwest and into Southern Great Lakes. By Friday, the storm system reaches the East Coast, bringing mostly snow to New England from Boston Boston and northward and icy mist of uh, cold rain to the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. The entire country, basically. Uh, New York City could experience all types of precipitation, including rain, sleet, freezing snow, uh, and, sun, and uh, uh, freezing rain and some snow. 
uh, as well as wind. Uh, as of now, cities that could see an icy mix include Dallas, Little Rock, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and New York, all along that band there. Cities that are most likely to see accumulated uh, snow include Chicago, Detroit, Albany, New York, Burlington, Vermont, and Boston. But don't worry. Republicans have assured me there is no such thing as global warming. You have nothing to worry about. So that's it. <laughs> Sorry about the long Russian lead-in, comrade. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. That's Tuesday, February uh, uh, 2, 2222. Uh, Tuesday, 2, 2222. I really appreciate you. Bring someone with you tomorrow if you can. PVTV. Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.